podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four and England have won the match! Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket in association with LV Insurance, the sponsors of this fascinating test series on another fascinating day, the second day here at the Oval and uh, England getting an excellent lead of, of 99, having declined to 62 for five. And then, well, the Indians striking back towards the end with that uh, very good opening stand, a, a nervy time to bat, but they looked calm and composed and didn't lose a wicket. So uh, in a way, all to play for, uh, all quite neatly balanced. England have a lead of 50-odd. How much is that going to matter, do you think, in the in the sort of final equation? Well, um, in England, have got, as you say, got a good lead. I think if you'd offered them a 100 lead this morning, they probably would have taken it. Certainly at 62 for five. But the calmness with which Rahul and Rohit Sharma played before the close uh, suggested to me that this pitch is, is quiet and down. Uh, Ollie Pope said afterwards it, you know, it's, it's quite slow. It's going to be hard, possibly, to get India out in their second innings uh, for the England bowlers. A lot of hard work ahead. And it may well be that England faced the prospect of a, of a reasonable uh, chase in their fourth innings. I mean, it's, the, it's only the third day tomorrow. The, the weather forecast is good. The pitch looks good. And you've got some class players who are really waiting for decent batting conditions. It's been tough for them, hasn't it? In the last three innings, two at Headingley and, and one first innings here, you know, having been put into bat. But it, at last, it seems, some good batting conditions. Can they make the most of it? I think that's the challenge for the Indian players on the third day. I, mean, I know they're batting under a bit of pressure, but you know, there, there is an opportunity for them. I suppose you, you, you say that it's been hard batting conditions. I mean, it has been, but... I look at these pitches and the amount of movement and I don't think that the pitches necessarily are that difficult. I think it's the quality of the bowling, the class of the bowlers, the fitness of the bowlers, the accuracy, the precision, the data that they can come armed with, their their plans for different batsmen. Uh, obviously, the Duke's balls as well are, are a massive advantage in English conditions. I mean, this pitch started a little bit green, I suppose, but today it looked pretty good. I think it had hardened up and quickened up a little bit. I just think the skill, the skill of a bowler like Bumrah, for instance, who you know angles the ball in, and but still manages to take it away, and and it's very difficult to know which balls to play and which balls to leave. It's it's high class stuff. England with Anderson, the, their greatest ever pace bowler. Uh, Robinson looking excellent as well. Chris Wokes back to back to the side. You know, th- we're talking about some really high-class operators. I think the Indians' support bowlers today perhaps weren't quite as good as they have been in earlier tests. But still, and, and that's probably one of the reasons why England were able to, to recover from that 62 for five. So, you know, it's, it's bowlers absolutely exploiting slightly helpful conditions and batsmen who are not necessarily that good at dealing with movement uh, but that's been the story for the last 10 years yeah I mean when I say conditions and pitches I, I think I, I mean that sort of the all-round package really mm. uh, you know you do find a situation where teams have to bat these days with floodlights on cloud cover 
uh, something in the surface, a, a relentless pace bowling attack. And I think it's that all-round package that India found difficult in their last three innings to cope with. Certainly, you know, the two innings are at Headingley, although they, you know, they had that good day last Friday and then they just got rolled over uh, on, on the Saturday. Perhaps, you know, scoreboard pressure came into it. And in the first innings here, there was something in the pitch on that first day. But I think the point is, is that if you're not going to make runs, uh, if you're ever going to make runs, it's going to be on the third day at the Oval in decent batting conditions, pitch that's, you know, flat. OK, You've got that quality of bowling, that relentlessness of bowling, but even even you know even that can be subdued uh, you know, eventually on on a good surface. And this is probably, I would I would say probably this is going to be the best batting surface in the series so far on the third day. You think that you know that perhaps the pitch will offer a bit more to the to the bowlers as the game goes on. But you think third day, yeah, uh, the sun's going to be out. Um, it's it's an opportunity for India. I think I think that's the that's the point to make. It's a great opportunity for India. Can they can they take it? And the way Rohit and Rahul uh, batted this evening, it, you know, it, it must have given a huge lift to that dressing room. There is the prospect of, of of getting ahead and putting some pressure on England in that fourth innings. And it might well be that you know England's bowl England's uh, batting line will be able to deal with it. They didn't at Lords, but they might be able to deal with it here because the surface is you know, generally better and the con- conditions for batting. Uh, better. Let, let's have a look at this who's winning graphic uh, tonight then uh, yours and it, it's, it's much closer isn't it England's still ahead but mm. India, India are, are much closer to them Yeah I mean we left it yesterday uh, with uh, England about sort of 70% chance of winning and India about 25% uh, then there was that dip in England's fortunes today when they declined to 62 for 5 then a, a climb up to the heights of 70% again with Bairstow and Pope and then latterly Wokes. And then uh, India have sort of fought back, you know, in the last, I suppose, hour and a, hour and a half, where they trimmed England's aspirations a little bit with those wickets of Moen Ali and, and Ollie Robinson playing a bit of a, a, a bad shot. Wokes, kind of, you know, valiant to the end, got England to a lead of 99. But actually, at that sort of mid-afternoon period when Moen and, and Pope were going so well. I mean, England would have thought of 150 leads. So the Indians have, have fought back well and not lost a wicket in the last session, which is why we now have India at probably 48%, England about 50%, and then the draw negligible. So uh, it is it is very much in the balance. It's almost like a one-in exam. As long as the Indians can get back to roughly parity with only, say, one wicket down... It, it pretty much is a, a one innings match, I suppose. Yeah, um, that, that, that's what I'm saying. I think you know India. India have given enough confidence to the rest of that dressing room that this evening suggests they can make it hard for England in, in the rest of this game. The draw is is well out. I mean, it's hard to see a draw from here. There's sort of one sort of scenario. If it, if India batted, you know, really big in their second innings, you know, really big, scored 500 on you know on a surface that just became so benign, and then England found the you know the prospect of having to bat out perhaps four sessions uh, to, to draw the match. They probably couldn't win it because it was too far ahead of them, and they just had to bat out. And even that is you know might be quite difficult these days for teams to, to bat out that long uh, for a draw. But it, you know in this Sort of wonderful fluctuating uh, unpredictable series uh, you know who knows I mean that, that could happen of course last uh, Friday night we were saying you know India could you know bat big in their in their second innings and you know, Pajara was there with Kohli and they, they fell in a heap on, on the Saturday lost 63 for 8 England were hoping for something similar or at least a few wickets in the morning I think the, the one thing about this evening is that England didn't really look like 
uh, you know, taking a wicket. There was the occasional threat, occasional ball going past the outside edge. There was an inside edge past the leg stump from Rahul. And there was that one big moment, the drop catch, where Rory Burns just didn't seem to pick it up at all. An, an edge from Rohit Sharma just pushed forward. It was a relatively straightforward edge, low to Burns's right-hand side, and it hit him on the boot and, and went for four. And he was sort of saying, oh, I just didn't see it. And this is a guy who, you know, this is his home ground. He plays here. He knows the conditions. Uh, talking to one or two of the, you know, players who played it like Tuffers, uh, Jonathan Agnew's played on this ground. Like so difficult seeing ground, although you know, the ground has probably changed quite a bit since they they played here. But Burns said he, d- he didn't see it. I mean, quite, quite a big moment. That Rohit uh, put down mm. early on, on six and an escape for him, gen- you know, genuine outside edge and a sort of quite a deflating moment uh, for England. But what, what a, flu- yeah. what a flu- fluctuating day there, yours. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I think uh, Andy Zaltzman's got a stat, hasn't he, that England's uh, lower order today, uh, three men in the 30s from six to nine, or even four men in the 30s from six six to nine, uh, only the third time they've ever done that. Uh, the, the, the sort of lower middle order strength of England coming to their rescue and uh, and getting that lead when they were 62 for five. And, uh, you know, actually some really good players there. Um, Moen, he continues to be a bit frustrating because... You know, he does get out just when you think he's got the bowlers by the short and curlies. Uh, Pope, I thought, played really well today. Uh, we'll talk about him a bit more perhaps in the in the second half. Uh, and then, you know, support acts, Bearstow. <laughs> Again, I mean, Shane Warne was saying on commentary, actually, the time to think about getting Bearstow out is, is when he's got to about 30 because that's his test average. And it's odd how often he, he does threaten a big score and then just... Uh, Misses a, a fairly straight ball, quite often LBW in in the latter stages of his Test career, the last year or so. Um, Wokes, what a cricketer! You know, fifty again. Uh, I mean, you, see, you sort of wonder why England don't just automatically pick him every time he's available. But it has been a funny year, I suppose, for him, and it shows, doesn't it, that you know you don't need first class cricket when you're a, a, as good as he is, experienced and. And obviously, with a with a fine record, you don't need much first class cricket, do you? Because he's hasn't played a single first class game, and he's got four wickets and, and an excellent fifty. Today, we're profiling the work of the Change Foundation in Surrey, who've received a grant from LV Insurance and the ECB's £1 million Fund for Runs Community Initiative to fund additional coaching for a group of young refugees aged 14 to 20 in Croydon and Sutton. The Foundation will use the support to run a series of T20 matches each week through the late summer to not only provide a wholesome activity during summer and autumn, but with the benefit of helping to support the young people with integrating into life in the UK. The Foundation already has experience in this area through the Refugee Cricket Project and the funding will allow them to take that extra step in assisting these vulnerable young people. Well, well, you look at the two players that have starred, well, starred today for England, starred in this game for England, Wokes and Pope, and they've they've hardly played in recent weeks at all. You know, perhaps best when fresh, and the, the more you play, the more jaded you become. If you if you if you're nice and fresh, you've got a lot to prove, and you, you you're ready. Uh, it goes against the old sort of Jeffrey Boycott mantra of you know you need about forty two warm up games before you you feel a nick on a on a tour, say. But uh, you know, perhaps in your own conditions, you you know you're used to them. Pope saying afterwards, you know, I've been I've been practicing hard for a month. You know, I felt confident, I felt ready, and he knows this ground well. Of course, it's his 
it's his home ground and he, he's got such good memories of playing here I mean he came into this innings you know, averaging a, a hundred in first class cricket and not over you know, two or three innings you're talking about you know, a reasonable number a reasonable body of innings as well and he, he went close to producing another hundred today on, on this ground really, he's really frustrated to get out in the way he did it was a, it was a drag on it was a wide ball he chopped it on uh, Shard or Tacker but uh, having said that it wasn't the first time he nearly dragged on in his innings. So it wasn't like one ble- blemish in isolation. There were others as well where he, he nearly played on. So perhaps there's just a sort of technical aspect. I think it's that sort of trying to run run the ball away into the offside. And uh, if it just comes back a fraction, takes the inside edge and goes on to the stumps. Well, he got away with a couple, but he didn't get away with one on 81. He, he played well enough to get 100. But, you know, in a, in a way, a sort of bittersweet day. Uh, you know, better than naught, better than 10, better than 20. Uh, and, you know, nice to be back in the side, back from injury and, and some runs on the board. Uh, his first half century for England, actually, in, in 16 innings. Mm. Well, he uh, he certainly gets our uh, In With Heart award today, the LV Insurance uh, tag, which we, which we're using through this series to try and identify a player who you know shows grit and determination. And actually, what he was saying after the game was that he's actually, although he hasn't played, he studied this series and watched the bowlers carefully and adapted his technique a little bit. So instead of standing on off stump, which he was uh, early in the season and actually had some success for Surrey doing that, uh, he's now gone back to a sort of middle and leg stump guard to try and stay more beside the ball. He, I think, noticed that the Indian bowlers like targeting the stumps and trying to get LBWs and, and actually... That's something I think uh, Alec, Alistair Cook has mentioned as well that uh, in in the last sort of couple of years that more and more seam bowlers are targeting the stumps and trying to get LBWs induced by the possibility of uh, DRS and you know various LBW not out verdicts being overturned. Uh, so Pope has really studied that and realised he's better trying to get his bat to the ball and keeping his legs out of the way. It's how players, batsmen changed their method against spinners about 10 years ago when sort of DRS first came in. And now they're doing it against seamers as well. So, you know, well done to Pope for adapting his technique in, in the middle of a season and being having the confidence to, to try it in a test match as well for the first time, uh, having really not played much cricket. And, and Norton won, I think, in, in one recent uh, List A game or Norton won in game and won in another. So no real runs to show for it, but worked hard in the nets and really stuck to his, uh, I suppose, uh, intentions and and style and method, busy at the crease, uh, some lovely shots uh, on both sides of the wicket, not uh, overall by the occasion or the, the the challenge of England being 62 for five, played really well. And we have said on this show before that he's one player that had been struggling a bit, but looks as if he's got a bright future and he showed it today. Yeah, d- definitely. I mean, he he made his debut at quite a young age, didn't he? And, and you know, he is he is one the 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 English system, the English hierarchy, whatever you like, the management, the coach, you know, they do like. And you know, straight back into the side you know, once he was available again. You know, once there was an opportunity to to bring him back in uh, with Butler uh, dropping out. I suppose what you think about now is what what do they do? I mean, he's created in a way sort of quite a nice headache for them about you know, who who they play, who that who they leave out. Uh, for the next game, it depends. I suppose it depends whether Josh Butler comes back into the side, doesn't it? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see on that whether he does come back or stays on on paternity leave. Uh, just on England's batting uh, today, 
there, there were some loose shots. I mean, if you just see the highlights in in isolation, I mean, you, sometimes you have to see wickets in contact in context. Overton, Moen Alley, uh, mm. Robinson. It, it feels that they all rather chuck mm. their wickets away. And and, mm. and actually, we talk about our in heart award, our LV in heart award. I mean, I actually thought Jimmy Henderson played really sensibly yeah. today. I mean, I mean, it was, yeah. a, it was only a, it was only a, a small part of the day, but he really helped Chris Wokes. He showed some grit. He had to take a few short balls, uh, you know, with a new ball, and he he just hung in there. And he, Robinson rather came out in a rather cavalier fashion and and threw it away with a with a huge hoik. Mm. And, and I mm. thought I could understand that because there, at the other end there was Chris Wokes, who's a proper a proper player. If Robinson had just played with him for a bit, who knows where England could have gone? You know, there, there were runs out there today, and uh, to some extent, England profited thanks to Wokes and Pope, and to some extent, they they rather frittered away. And and, and Moen was one who who did you know I think he played really nicely, played you know several fine strokes, one delightful shot through the offside on the up, and then had a, a huge hoik at at Ravi Jadeja and, and, and skied one and, and, and Overton early on. You think, well, you know, the night watchman. You, you always think with the night watchman, if you can, you can really frustrate the opposition, if you can stick around and score a few runs the next day, and it just takes some of the heat out of the bowling. And had a wild slash outside the off stump in the second over and was caught at first slip. Anyway, you know, they, they were sort of good and bad from England today. Uh, whether mm. 290 is a sort of big enough score on this pitch, I'm, I'm not sure whether they could have made a bit more of it, but yeah, they, you yeah. know, they did make something of it. I think that, that's the thing, isn't it? And, and what it's done is it's, it's created a, a really fascinating last one, two, three days of this test match. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we, we said yesterday that a par score on that pitch was about 280. I think it's sort of edging up a little bit now to, you know, a pass was more like 300. And that should have been England's target. And it was really only uh, Chris Wokes' ingenuity and a little bit of, as you say, Jimmy Anderson's staunchiness that uh, allowed them to get close to 300. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, if you were in the dressing room now, you'd sort of think, well, thank God we got past 62 for five and recovered. But could we have done a bit more? Could we have given ourselves a, a, a sort of 140 lead? That would have been a better cushion. And it would have also put the pressure on the Indians more. But they've seen how the pitch is actually playing pretty well. They've also seen how England have you know, thrown one or two wickets down the order way. I mean, it is hard to blame bowlers. Um, you know, someone like Ollie Robinson, who's you know, new to test cricket, focuses very hard on his bowling, mentally really concentrates. So when he's batting, you know, you do free up the spirit a bit. But I think he'll look at himself and think, yeah, I could contribute more Craig Overton as well just contribute that little bit more just just get just stay in a bit longer when you've got somebody like Wokes the other end you know that it could get 70 or 80 so yeah England just need that little bit more ruthlessness uh, sort of let down the order but you know it, as you say it's left a, a, a brilliant uh, sort of taste in the mouth after two days after what Four, four and a half test matches. Um, it's or three and a half test matches, I suppose, halfway into the fourth. You know, it's it, it, again, it's it's impossible to call the outcome of this game or the series. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems so nitpicking a way to to sort of criticise Robbins because he's been superb with the ball in this series. I, I don't, in a way, it's sort of like you can understand him playing a few shots, but he just needed to get himself in a bit. And uh, it was, it was a big shot mm. too early with, with, with yeah. Wokes at the other end. I know the new ball was coming as well. And you think, well, let's get some runs before the new ball comes. But Anderson actually showed, uh, you know, what's, what's possible. And just, I thought it was a real sort of common sense, pragmatic, 
sort of hard-nosed professional last-wicket stand, uh, uh, you know, really useful that, that's given England this this lead that's close to a hundred. Um, but India, of course, um, you know, by the close of play, have, have chipped away at it. Um, you know, what a and, and I mean, it feels like we've had loads of cricket in this game already. It feels like we've had more than t- more than two days. And you know, it, it, mm. you know, there's a possibility, of course, it could be a three-day Test match. You know, it feels unlikely, but it, it feels like we've had stacks of cricket already. And if you've got a ticket for tomorrow. And uh, you know, then you know what, what what a day to come along. Although yeah. I think you've definitely definitely had your money's worth uh, today. We should talk about India's bowling, Yoz. You you touched on it. Uh, it just felt today as if perhaps the backup bowling just lacked a little bit of uh, of venom. Well, they, and, they, you know, they should have picked Ashwin. You know, it's insane that they didn't pick Ashwin. What do you leave? Why do you leave a bowler of that quality on the sidelines for four tests? Shardul uh, Tucker is is sort of. He's a workmanlike bowler. He didn't have his best day today. I always think Umesh Yadav is someone who can get wickets but also can go for runs, and he did. He, he does bowl you some nice juicy balls to hit. So they weren't as tight as with, with Shami in the team, uh, so they missed him, and I think they'll really rue not having Ashwin in the fourth innings as well. Well, that suggests that you think that England are go- going to go on and, and win this test match. I know we, we've tried to steer clear of, of predictions in the last, I don't know, mm. few days of this test series. But, I mean, it sounds to me as so if you think England are, you know, it, it, yeah, well, well I, on I top. Think, I, yeah, I think that they, obviously they need to bowl India out for under 300 or there, thereabouts, which would then give them a 200-run chase. I think that England will get those because, firstly, they've got more depth in their batting now. And secondly, the Indian bowling isn't as strong as it was in earlier games. Shardul Taka is, is not as good a fourth seamer as, you know, say, Shami or one of the others that, that's played earlier. And they miss Ashwin. They, they haven't got Ashwin. So, and, and I think Boomer is just showing a little bit of the signs of fatigue as well. So, yeah, I, I think that they, they, they might just rue not picking Ashwin. And, and actually, he could have given the other quickers, particularly Boomer, a bit more respite today rather than having to turn to him all the time. So I think in- India's selections could cost them this test match, but England have to bowl India out for, you know, 300 or under. What do you think? And what if they, and what if they don't? What if, what if it's, what if it's you know, they get 350 and it's a 250 chase? Then I reckon India might win. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, well, one thing we said is that India can win uh, with Ashwin and without him, and they very nearly did at Trent Bridge, and they definitely did at Lords. so it's not impossible for them... Uh, to do so. Uh, well, we've got a great last however many days left of this test match and uh, we'll be back to uh, review the third day uh, at this time uh, tomorrow when... Remember uh, it's Saturday Lord... by the way, it's Saturday tomorrow <laughs> well, it's not you... Friday, I heard you get your days right. wrong on TMS. Yeah, well well, you, yeah, sometimes. So, every, every day's the same, isn't it? Every, every, every day's <laughs> an exciting day at the cricket but it all, it all feels the same, whether it's Saturday or Tuesday Anyway, it's been a brilliant series. It it has been a fantastic series. And uh, we've still got more uh, enthralling cricket to come in this Test match. England, we're hoping your who's winning graphic is a bit more in their favour tomorrow after after India's mini fight back uh, this evening. Anyway, uh, brilliant day. Uh, Time to say goodbye and uh, hope for more tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for listening.
Podcast Network.